Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of My Climate Diet, the podcast where I'm shedding the pounds of greenhouse gas emissions. I'm Lisa Pettibone, and I am sick of stuff. First, I'm back from the junk house, which if you're a regular listener, you may remember from episodes 19, 20, and 28 of last year. My husband and I spent over two months last year cleaning out his parents' house, and we were back the last few weeks, and it still wasn't empty. So yeah, that was another vacation blown. Vacation turned into a working retreat. And it really, really has gotten to me, mostly because it has become, I think what's gotten to me this time in the junk house, every chapter evokes a new challenge for me and a new pain of getting rid of things. But this past time, it was really seeing the challenge of hoarding as a mental barrier that particularly affects my husband's family. And it was amazing to see at the beginning of the year, we had agreed with his sister that she was going to finish cleaning out the house. We had gotten almost all of it done, but there was still some furniture, some cabinets, all of the dishes, some clothes, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And when we came back, this past month, we saw that they had spent the last six months doing basically nothing. And not only had they not cleaned out any of the junk that was still there, they didn't see that they hadn't done anything, if that makes sense. They were shocked at our disappointment because they thought they had done their job. They somehow didn't see the junk. So there there was a blindness to it that was incredibly frustrating to me. And this makes me curious about hoarding. I, I've i actually since talked to my sister about it and she's gonna send me a book on this. So maybe I'll report back on, on hoarding and, and as one aspect of too much stuff in the future. But I don't wanna spend too much time on my anger at this horrible, horrible place full of basically trash that we had to deal with because there was a silver lining that was actually pretty noteworthy. And that was the thriving ecosystem within this village and in the nearby environment of people who have figured out ways to get junk like this back into circulation. So we found two different groups of junk pickers while we were cleaning out the house. There was one father-son team that took all of the old metal off of our hands. And then there was a team of women who took clothes, dishes, toys, stuffed animals, blankets, you name it. They took easily four to five van loads of junk off of our hands. In addition, there were those who've made a business out of selling things secondhand, who took a lot of DVDs, CDs, records, some furniture, some toys. And finally, there was a whole mass of people we found online 
to take a lot of the furniture and odds and ends off of our hands. Things that we felt probably deserved a new home, but we didn't know who who with. So things like an old rocking horse, an electric organ, antique wardrobes, etc., etc. And through this mechanism, we got rid of another four to five van loads of, of stuff. I've said this before, and I will say it again. Really, the best that we can do for ourselves and our loved ones is to not bring stuff into our lives in the first place. This is something I've spent a lot of time on the last 10 years or more, at least since my hiking days, where every extra item is something you have to carry on your back. But every time I come back from this house, I am reinvigorated with the need to call, but also to put the brakes on putting anything new into my home. Which makes it especially tricky that when I returned home to Berlin, it was to an apartment full to bursting with more stuff. Now, a lot of this is because we are in the middle of a major renovation project. So we have, for example, a new toilet bowl and sink in the room that is our office slash DVD library slash baby's changing station. And part of the reason that our apartment is exploding is because we have a young child who ages into and out of material needs exceedingly quickly. So we have a crib and a baby stroller that we don't need. We have a changing table that hopefully we won't need soon. We have a desk and chairs for him that he's aging into, baby clothes that we still need to unload, that we still need to find new homes for, toddler clothes he's just growing into, even shoes we have in multiple sizes from too small to just right to growing into. But part of the reason that our apartment is exploding at the seams is because let's admit it, we are letting too many things into the apartment. So that's something I want to focus on. I want to get a bit better under control. I've been planning to do an episode on decluttering once the renovation project is done. It was actually supposed to be done already, but anyone who's done a renovation project knows, haha, it's never done on time. But I think that the time is now to declutter, even if the renovation is not done yet. So in the following weeks, I'm going to give away the bag of clothes that I sorted pre-corona that's been sitting in the corner of the bedroom since March. And I'm going to help my husband put the three largest items that we don't need online to sell or give away. I think that's probably the baby crib and the baby stroller for sure. And maybe the milk bottle sanitizer. I don't know. I'll have to figure out the third one. But I think those are some good projects for the next few weeks. And finally, on a good note, finally, on a good note, I'm going to take part in a performance piece at Ball over the next month as part of the art exhibition, as part of the art exhibition Down to Earth, which is running from August 13th to September 13th. Now, Down to Earth is an exhibition and a 
live program with experts, music, and art artists that explores how climate policy is going to affect our operating system. It's really, it's about sustainability and about climate action and art pieces that are working to make us think about this in a deeper way. My role is I'm going to be one of the players in a performance piece called This Situation, created by Berlin-based artist Tino Sege. This piece has been performed regularly over the past 10 years, and this is at least the second time that it's come to Berlin, and so I'm really excited that I get to be a part of it this time. What's interesting about him as an artist as well is that he creates his art completely without materials. So everything is performances carried out by humans. What's interesting is this builds on degrowth to some extent as you're paying for people, not resource extraction as the museum goer and as the artist. The piece I'm in is called This Situation and it's basically a modern salon. So if you're interested in watching six people move into crazy poses, quote interesting thinkers from the last five centuries and get into a an intellectual debate that is different every time uh, that touches on current social and political problems, this is the exhibition for you. I'm going to start rehearsals later this week and I'll be in touch about how this project goes. For more information, you can go to berlinafestspiele.de or my website, myclimatediet.org, and I'll link you to the program. And don't forget, my other project, Stories from the Future, is still going strong. We're working on some fascinating artifacts that we're excited to start sharing very, very soon. But before we can do that, we have two more public workshops that you can join in on. The next one is going to be on Sunday, September 6th at 4 p.m. Berlin time. We're going to have some really cool speakers to share visions of the future from underrepresented groups. The theme of this coming workshop is knowledge. So we're going to be trying to tap knowledge that hasn't gotten enough airtime and really spend some time talking to experts who share this knowledge. For more on that, you can go to the Collective Practices website, which is collectivepractices.akudmachnoi.de. Or again, my website where I've got links to everything. Thanks for listening. This podcast is a labor of love. And you can show me you care by telling me why you listen at lisa at myclimatediet.org. Thanks to David from Quince for letting me use his wonderful music. And if you want to stay up to date, follow me on Twitter at Lisa Pettibone. And don't forget to rate My Climate Diet on Apple Podcasts. That makes it easier for other people to find me and start their own climate diet. Because if everyone went on a climate diet, it wouldn't be the end of the world.